Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I am good. What is happening with my... Oh, heck. Turned off speaker. Hello. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, I'm actually not. I'm actually not feeling well. Um, my doctor changed one of my medications, and I'm really not feeling well. I'm um, sorry. So I thought I would call in and try to listen, and then, you know, hop off if I, if it's too much. Okay. Totally understand. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm here for you, so you have my support and we'll check in on you from time to time if that's okay. Yeah, I I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Amanda isn't on quite yet. And I'm not sure this thing records if I don't pull up my um, you call it my computer because it didn't and the recording didn't kick on until I booted up TalkShoe on my computer. So I'm not really sure. I'll have to check into that. Figure out how to this new TalkShoe setup is different. So yeah. So trying to figure it out, it's, it's, for me, it's less intuitive, it's less intuitive than the last one, so, um, yeah. Well, I think, hi, Max, I hear Max in the background saying good morning. Yeah, he, he, I don't know why he won't eat his food. I bought a new bag of food and he won't eat it, so. Uh, maybe the formulation is a little different, but he's wa- just walking around staring at me, meowing. <laughs> oh. Aww. Yeah, I, ha- I actually had a dream the other night that I got a dog. <laughs> oh, did so. you? Oh. Uh, yeah, it was kind of cute. So I miss having a, a pet around, but not... Still not ready to make a commitment to a pet yet, just because you know when I'm gone, I just don't. You know, I think I'm going to be gone with some regularity, and I just don't think it's fair to a pet. So, anyways, well, I think what I'm going to do is just go ahead and hop into the. If if you're just wanting to listen today, I think I'm just going to go ahead and hop into the chapter then, Ellen. I think you yeah. say the two yeah. chapters. Um, I think I'll just go ahead and hop in, and then when Amanda can join us, if she can join us, she'll hop in. So 
I had quite a bit um, underlined, like in the very first page of Chapter 17. It's more about thought. Um, like in the, in the very first paragraph, it's the, you will never become great until your own thoughts make you great. And therefore, it is of the first importance that you should think. <laughs> Italicized, think. Eh, there's an idea. Uh -huh. You will never do great things in the external world until you think great things in the internal world. And you will never think great things until you think about truth, about the I don't know how to say that word. To think great things, you must be absolutely sincere. And to be sincere, you must know your intentions are right. Insincere or false thinking is never great, however logical and brilliant it may be. Yeah. Well, that's in alignment with what we talk about a lot, having the right intentions, you know, that it should be for the highest good of all and having more in use value than we take in cash value. At least that's how I interpret part of that and being sincere and wanting those things. The first and most important step is to seek the truth about human relations. To know what you ought to be to other men and what they ought to be to you. This brings you back to the search for a right viewpoint. You should study organic and social evolution. Read Darwin and Walter Thomas Mills. And when you read, think. Think the whole matter over until you see the world of things and men in the right way. Think about what God is doing until you can see what he is doing. been a long time since I've read Darwin and I don't know who Walter Thomas Mills is but conceptually I get the idea you know about you know expanding our our intellectual is it say I'm doing the science of getting rich with a one-on-one -on -one with somebody we were just reading last night about the intellectual companionship yeah living fully in our mind so I think that's a, a other part of what he's referring to here is when we study some of those things we live more fully in our mind as it connects to God think about what God is doing until you can see what he is doing synchronicity that's part of how I interpret that your next step is to think yourself into the right personal attitude. Your viewpoint, your viewpoint tells you what the right attitude is, and obedience to the soul puts you into it. It is only by making a complete consecration of yourself to the highest that is within you that you can attain to sincere thinking. Think about the way you are doing things. Think about all your intentions, purposes, and practices until you know they are right. 
The fact of his own complete unity with God is one that no person can grasp without deep and sustained thinking. Anyone can grasp the proposition in a superficial way, but to feel and realize a vital comprehension of it is another matter. It is easy to think of going outside of yourself to meet God, but it is not easy to think of going inside yourself to meet God. But God is there, and in the holy of holies of your own soul, you may meet him face to face. It is a tremendous thing, this fact, that you all, that all you need is already within you that you do not have to consider how to get the power to do what you want to do or to make yourself want, make yourself what you want to be. You have only to consider how to use the power you have in the right way. And there is nothing to do but to begin. Use your perception of truth. You can see some truth today, live fully up to that, and you will see more truth tomorrow. That's big. Hey, you know what? I, I got to hang up. I'm really not feeling well. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, all right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. yourself of the old false ideas, you will have to think a great deal about the value of men, the greatness and worth of a human soul. Let me try that one again. To rid yourself of the old false ideas, you will have to think a great deal about the value of men, greatness and worth of a human soul. You must cease from looking at human mistakes and look at successes. Cease from seeing faults and see virtues. You can no longer look upon men and women as lost and ruined beings who are descending into hell. You must come to regard them as shining souls who are ascending toward heaven. It will require some exercise of willpower to do this, but this is the legitimate use of the will to decide what you will think about and how you will think. The function of the will is to direct thought. Think about the good side of men, the lovely, attractive part, and exert your will in refusing to think of anything else in connection with them. That is a big doggone idea right there. <laughs> I know no one who has attained so much on this point as Eugene V. Debs. Mr. Debs reverences humanity. No appeal for help is ever made to him in vain. No one receives from him an unkind or censorious word. You cannot come into his presence without being made sensible of his deep and kindly personal interest in you. All right. 
Debs. Uh, what is it? Eugene. Eugene Debs loves men. This has made him the leading figure in a great movement, the beloved hero of a million hearts, and will give him a deathless name. It is a great thing to love men so, and it is only achieved by thought. Nothing can make you great but thought. Nothing can make you great but thought. We may divide thinkers into those who think for themselves and those who think through others. The latter are the rule and the former the exception. First are original thinkers in a double sense, an egotist in the noblest meaning of the word by Schopenhauer. Emerson, the key to every man is his thought. All, and by code, all truly wise thoughts have been thought already thousands of times, but to make them really ours, we must think them over again honestly till they take root in our personal expression. There's something by Charming. I like the last name, Charming. I don't know who Charming is, but I'm going to Google it. All that a man is outwardly is but the expression and completion of his inward thought. To work effectively, he must think clearly. To act nobly, he must think nobly. All right. All that a man is outwardly is but the expression and completion of his inward thought. Well, yeah, that's cray cray. I haven't read that a million times. Charlie, if I can find this person. I don't know who it is. Look up the quote later and see if I can find it. When God lets loose a great thinker on this planet, then all things are at risk. There is not a piece of science, but its flank may be turned tomorrow, nor any literary reputation or the so-called eternal names of fame that may not be refused and condemned. Think, think, think. Makes it sound like the great thinkers are a little bit of um, subversive revolutionaries. <laughs> Sometimes to think for ourselves. Makes sense to me. I didn't have 
have a lot underlined in chapter 18, Jesus' idea of greatness. So what this talks about um, from the Bible, Jesus makes a very plain distinction between true and false greatness and also points out the one great danger to all who wish to become great, the most insidious of temptations, which all must avoid and fight unceasingly who desire to really climb in the world. Speaking to the multitude and to his disciples, he bids them beware of adopting the principle of the Pharisees. He points out that while the Pharisees are just and righteous men, honorable judges, true lawgivers, and upright in their dealings with men, they love the uppermost seats that seats and greetings in the marketplace and to be called master, master. In comparison with this principle, he says, this is the quote, he that will be great among you, let him serve. So he wants us to serve and not be expected to be treated like royalty, which I understand entirely. Reciprocal relationships. The average person's idea of a great man, rather than one who serves, is of one who succeeds in getting himself served. He gets himself in a position to command men, to exercise power over them, making them obey his will. The exercise of dominion over other people to most persons is a great thing. Nothing seems to be sweeter to the selfish soul than this. You will always find every selfish and undeveloped person trying to domineer over others to exercise control over other men. Savage men were no sooner placed upon the earth than they began to enslave one another. The struggle of the business world today is the same as that on the battlefields of Europe a century ago. talks about Rockefeller and Carnegie and how they weren't after, at a certain point it stopped being about being after dollars and being about power. Struggle for the high place. It develops able men, cunning men, resourceful men, but not great men. Interesting because anyone who knows the history of the 12-step movement knows that Our founders met with Rockefeller. And he said he 100% supported the movement, but he wouldn't give it any money because it would ruin it. And it was a result of those exchanges, as I remember it. I have to double check. I'm almost positive it was Rockefeller. And as a result of those exchanges, we came up with our principle of um, kind of Chosen poverty, where we're supported through our own voluntary contributions. We don't take money from anybody on the outside. We don't own things, and that way we can never be beholden to anybody. 
and nobody can own us and nobody can exercise power over us. So. Fascinating concept. I want you to contrast these two ideas of greatness sharply in your mind. He that will be great among you, let him serve. Let me stand before the average American audience and ask the name of the greatest American and the majority will think of Abe Lincoln. And this is not because in Lincoln above all the other men who have served us in public life, we recognize the spirit of service. Is this not? Because we recognize the spirit of service, not servility, but service. Lincoln was a great man because he knew how to be a great servant. Napoleon, able, cold, stealthy, seeking the high places, was a brilliant man. Lincoln was great. Napoleon was not. The very moment you begin to advance and are recognized as one who is doing things in a great way, you will find yourself in danger. The temptation to patronize, advise, or take upon yourself the direction of other people's affairs is sometimes almost irresistible. Avoid, however, the opposite danger of falling into servility or of completely throwing yourself away in the service of others. To do this has been the ideal of a great many people. A completely self-sacrificing life has been thought to be the Christ-like life. But as I think of a complete misconception of the character and teachings of Jesus, Thousands of people imitating Jesus, as they suppose, have belittled themselves and given up all else to go about doing good, practicing an altruism that is really as morbid and as far from great as the rankest selfishness. And then he goes, on, uh, he goes on to talk about Swedenborg's classification of fundamental motives is the same as Jesus. There are those, there are two groups, those who live in pure love and those who live in what he calls the love of ruling for the love of self. Swedenborg, Swedenborg saw this selfish love of power as the cause of all sin. It was the only evil desire of the human heart from which all other evil desires sprang. Wow. Against this, he places pure love. He does not say love of God or love of man, but merely love. Nearly all religionists make more of love and service to God than they do love of service to man. But it is a fact that Love to God is not sufficient to save a man from the lust for power, for some of the most ardent lovers of the deity have been the worst of tyrants. Lovers of God are often tyrants, and lovers of men are often meddlesome and officious. <laughs> so, when we see those things, we just have to remember what it said in the previous chapter.
and that's it. I'll give you the next chapter. Whatever it is, that it's about it's a world that's becoming. Where is it? Oh, using the function of the will. No longer look upon women, men and women as lost and ruined beings who are descending into hell. You must come to regard them as shining souls who are ascending toward heaven. So we just have to remember that they're they've just lost their way in the ascension towards heaven. They're, they're still in development. All right, folks, I'm going to skedaddle along. That's our two chapters for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.